Welcome to the Scuff Podcast, where we talk about U.S. soccer. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Scuff's rolling coverage of the CONCACAF U-20 Championships. Uh, As you have probably already um, been able to tell, I am not Adam Bells. I am Joey. Uh, You might know me in the Discord as Joey O. Bells is taking some much-needed uh, rest. He's been a workaholic over the last month or so, so I'm happy to step in and kind of fill the void as we um, break down the U.S.'s uh, 2-0 win over Costa Rica that sees uh, them go to the U-20 World Cup. Obviously, the semifinals and the finals still await, so uh, those should be even more exciting soccer games than the one we had tonight. But um, I am not alone uh, in this pod. I am joined by uh, Matt and Vince. Um, so Matt, I guess we'll start with you. How are you? And uh, what are your general thoughts on today's game? Thanks so much for having me. I'm doing well. Uh, much, much better now that we're officially in the U20 uh, World Cup. Um, I, I thought it was a all right match, showed some pretty significant limitations for the team as it stands right now. Um, but hopefully we can, as we run through this match, we'll be able to talk out some of those and some opportunities to really, really uh, keep on growing this team. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, definitely a whole ton to talk about in terms of team building um, as far as this game went. And I heard we were getting serious, Vince, today. So, Vince, how are you? And are we ready to uh, bring the serious soccer analysis that the people need? Um. Yes, uh, Sir Joey, how are you? Yeah, um, this is Vince coming with the docile tones today. You know what I'm saying? I'm trying to do my best uh, Greg Velasquez impression. Um, so here here it is. Is finishing a skill? <laughs> um, I'm, I'm, I'm going to go against every, uh, every, every cell in my body and, and say that uh, no, no, it is not. And it is only... Uh, and, and it is only defined by the hard uh, empirical evidence that, that I uh, have uh, bewed myself to. Your algorithm, Vince. Vince is he's all he's serious today. He's all facts, and you know we'll see how long he can keep this up if we can get to the first five minutes. Um, <laughs> Just zeros and ones, baby. <laughs> zeros and ones. Um, so, as you guys have probably heard, if you guys have listened to any of the um, U twenty pods or really any uh, scuff recap pods. We'll just hit a timeline, basically, um, all the events, big events that happened in the game and kind of discuss them. It's kind of the see kind of the general themes of this game. Um, I'll, I'll start by first just delivering the U.S. lineup. Uh, notable that um, in terms of the uh, field players, only four uh, were the same uh, from the previous match versus Nicaragua. Nicaragua. Now, many of the um, subs in that game did start this one. Um, so Brady and Nett, that's been basically constant throughout this entire tournament, uh, besides the first game. Uh, most notably, I think, Cuevas on the left, Craig and Neil center backs, um, left and right, uh, respectively, Holiday on the right. That was really the one um, big omission is Noah Allen's been really solid on the left for the U.S. so far this tournament. And so um, to see Cuevas get moved out of his natural position at right back and then Holiday brought in. Um, maybe a little to talk about there as uh, the game kind of played out interesting, um, especially in the back. Um, at the the holding mid, the defensive mid uh, was Rokan Puxtas, and uh, in front of him, the two eights, Diego Luna and Alejandro Alvarado. 
up top, the kind of the half space merchants, Clark on the left, Sullivan on the right, and Paxson Aronson running point um, for the U.S. Uh, the only other notable thing I wanted to mention in the lineups, and I, I do want to shout out Autobus39 on the Discord. I was He was the first one who pointed this out. Um, uh, Brandon Aguilera, uh, that same Brandon Aguilera who delivered the absolute dime of the ball that uh, saw Costa Rica go 1-0 up over the United States in uh, the last game of World Cup qualifiers. He uh, started this game, captain Costa Rica in this game. Um, and to have that kind of the interesting uh i'm not sure if it's a juxtaposition but to see costa rica who didn't come into this game with the amount of talent that uh u.s had but yet to have this guy who literally um you know kind of dice up the united states uh for a goal during world cup qualifying was super interesting and aguilera had his part to play in the match um that was kind of it the only other thing cal didn't start um as many have been saying that he shouldn't start based off, you know, kind of lack of creativity. Uh, you guys certainly heard that in previous pods. So I think the game started and it got interesting pretty early. A couple seconds into the game, Costa Rica got numbers in behind Cuevas. Um, they got a shot off. It was blocked uh, about 15 yards away. They were inside the 18. Um, but I think this was a, not a sign of things to come, but it's certainly a sign, Vince, when you say that this game was going to be a tougher test than basically any that we had faced up to this point. Um, yeah. And, and really up until the, the goal that, that came pretty early, I was like, uh, we, you know, we, we, we might be kind of, kind of, kind of up against it in this game. Uh, you know, just, just in this, in this, um, sequence that happens in the opening seconds, you know, we, we, we get Puskas, uh, li- uh, losing the 50, 50 in the midfield that leads to the breakout. And just like, the power, I hate to use a cliche, but the pace and power from the Costa Ricans, the the pure athletes they had on the field, like once they uh, basically bossed uh, Puskas there and then got running, you could see that, whoa, these guys are kind of a load on the counter. And um, so, yeah. it It's really interesting. Both of those things that you bring up are two of the things that we saw pretty much all night. It was pressure up against Puskas. And it was finding space in behind Cuevas when he was getting a little bit further up the field. And they hated us on both of those pretty regularly. So it's definitely, uh, I wish we had seen more adjustment to some of those risks. Yeah, I, yeah. yeah, I agree. Go ahead, Vince. Oh, no, I was just agreeing. Yeah, yeah. I, and Matt, I'm, I'm with you there. It's like, especially, and, and that's why I decided to, you know, bring up just the um, Noah Allen admission is just like, he he is a natural left back played for inter miami you know mls level uh left back um and, and so to see him omitted from a lineup for you know holiday who's who's a good player don't get me wrong especially in his natural position on the right but then having to you know kind of make that switch while moving Quavos out of his natural position was the one thing that was like eh, we'll see how this goes like why don't we just keep it you know what you would have normally thought which is out on the left Quavos on the right and we saw that kind of pay off, thankfully, um, not to the tune of a goal um, within the opening seconds. And now, as you were saying, um, Vince, before the goal, it looked like we might be up against it. And yet we have a good string of possession um, that started a little rough. Uh, we looked like we were going to lose the ball, but we kept at it, um, swung it around the back. Uh, Cuevas uh, found Puskas, who found Clark, who found Cuevas. And then here, this was really the key in that... Um, 
sequence is that Cuevas uh, opens up his hips and hits a beautiful diagonal to about midfield to Alvarado, who just has green in front of him. He drives at the back line, finds Sol- uh, finds Sullivan, finds Aronson, and Aronson slots at home, and it's 1-0 about four minutes in, and, I mean, it, it looked like the U.S. were starting to, you know, come into their rhythm, and up until this point, it looked fine. Um, and I certainly not uh, disappointed, especially with the way that goal worked up. It was a beautiful passing combination. Um, I, I started to make uh, a comparison to like how Greg wants us to play for the senior team. But Vince, I don't know. How, how did you kind of see this one play out? Especially we basically hit every player on the field and during this goal. Yeah. And I mean, doing like the quick re we Jesus rewatch that I did um, like immediately after this game, I kind of forgot, like, I, I guess I didn't notice how involved Alvarado was in, like, everything we did. Like, he was popping up everywhere, and he was very dynamic, extremely dynamic. In a in a game where um, Diego Luna um, kind of went missing a little bit, um, Alvarado picked up that slack, man. And so uh, once that ball makes it to him, he drives, uh, lays it off to Quinn, and then... So I think, I think the secret sauce here was Paxton's... Uh, ability to slow down the moment and keep his calm in the box and just to let that ball roll until um, it came to his left foot. Um, you, you would see a lot of right-footed players um, probably try to like get their feet situated to where they can take it with their right. And you, you know, you, you, we've all seen these type of players to where um, they, they will, they will do literally anything to get that, to get that ball onto their favorite foot. And it could have led to him snatching it, snatching the chance or anything like that. But um, Paxton realizing that he had the time and space in the box to let it roll um, and to take that with his left foot—that's just uh, that's like like the, that's a that's a big time moment right there to me. And I I made a note of that specifically is that like he opened up to his left to find that extra yard of space. The shot I think was I, I forget if it was deflected or it it got touched I think along the way, but it, it nothing significant. Um, and clearly he was trying to pick out that bottom left corner, which is where it ended up going in. Um, I, I, I think we have a slight disagreement on the involvement of Alvarado, and we can save that to maybe a slightly, um, uh, you know, not not as happy a uh, point on the timeline. But uh, Matt, what did you see in um, in terms of Alvarado's play on this goal? Um, and I mean, I think it, it, the re- the real action on this really starts from Cuevas's switch, which I I think that was absolutely brilliant. Absolutely. And, and the recognition of space, the recognition to have the time to go ahead and drive that ball forward, that really does make that play really come together, which then opens us up to go ahead and get that into Sullivan, get that into Aronson, get that into the back of the net. Uh, I have no quibbles with Alvarado in this moment. It comes a little bit later in the game where I feel like he kind of starts to fade a little bit, and we'll get into that. But great goal. Good job. And Sullivan uh, continuing the uh, goal contributions. I don't know exactly how many it is up to this point, but getting them with the assists as well as scoring them himself, uh, he continues to make an impact. Um, so that was basically it for that goal. A couple minutes later, um, this was this, the start of a string of Costa Rica free kicks from like the, like the 35 to like 40, 50 yard range where you can just kind of loft a ball into the box. It's Aguilera who takes basically all of these. Um, it was, it was a free kick got, you know, cleared out, recycled. Um, 
to about the top of the box where the play looked like it was about to move on, but it drops to, I don't know who number five on Costa Rica was, but Costa Rica's number five who has a few yards of space and swings a shot at the top corner. It wasn't hit with a ton of pace, um, but you know, Brady gets there in time. No big deal. I, I think this was the start of Costa Rica. I'm not threat, not, they weren't threatening in the way that you would, you know, perceive threatening. Um, certainly not threatening in the way that we've seen the U.S. threaten their opponents so far in this tournament. But again, that like you were saying, Vince, this started to, you know, be the beginning of what we thought might be a, a tougher opponent. And I think um, uh, we we kind of saw that uh, play out. Um, Vince, you have something a few minutes later. Yeah. So this is just um, this was the first. Uh, time that I kind of noticed that Caden Clark was on the field, I guess. Um, this is the first time I, uh, of him like coming alive in this game. Um, he wins a foul, um, gets the ball from Puskas in the half space. Um, and, you know, Costa Rica's playing like their mid to low block. It's really um, crowd in the midfield. And we, we didn't have much success on the half turn in the half space with the balls from like Brandon Craig. Um, Brandon Craig was really pumping them in there like repeatedly. Um, but we were losing a lot of them. Um, him, Puskas, were playing the playing the balls forward a lot. But um, so Caden does his best on the half turn, kind of kind of spins to S, two guys on him, kind of spins him, wins the foul. And, and you know, I, was, I just wanted to point this out because there wasn't enough of this from our side, from the U.S. today. Um, whether it was Paxton, Quinn, Caden, we were losing the ball quite a bit in those situations. So, yeah. yeah, those guys were all having a lot of struggle running into that mid to low block. And that's that's something that we've kind of started to see throughout the U.S. Uh, men's national team programs trying to unlock that, which obviously in CONCACAF is going to be really, really important. That's something that we've got to figure out. And hopefully we need to start training players younger and younger, and younger to play with the ball a little bit more, carry that a little bit more. I think that's a big reason why we see them playing so much with the balls. Like Mikey, I'm not sure if it's direct orders, but like also just like to when you're a better soccer team, you've got to be able to play with the ball more. And I think that's what the U.S. program is looking to do. And I'm supportive of that because I also like beautiful soccer, and that's generally when beautiful soccer um, is played. I think ten minutes in, as we move on, I that is that is really the first moment of a repeated string of incidents where we struggle in possession coming out of the back. Matt, particularly from you know one player who I think was really good at finding uh, spots on the field, you know, you know, running in the space that he had. But unfortunately, when he got the ball to his feet, it just it didn't always come together. Do you want to take us through this one? Yeah. Uh, so this is following a couple of... Um opportunities that just did not really pan out for uh, Costa Rica. If I'm remembering correctly, we start to recycle the ball. Um, Our uh, fullbacks put that or put the ball back towards um, the center backs, center backs back towards Brady and Brady starts to receive a little bit of pressure from that Costa Rican front line and really does not do well with it. There are a couple of moments when he gets caught in possession. Um, I'll also say, this uh, the particular moment that we're talking about in the tenth minute. The passes back to Brady were really, really rough. The midfield and uh, center backs were hanging him out to dry in a couple of instances, and he just does not have the skill set at this point in time in order to 
play out of the back like that. And that's something that the coach needs to recognize and be aware of moving forward. Yeah. yeah um, in, in, in particular, um, I think most of the time it was Jalen Neal. Jalen Neal was, was setting that man up multiple times. It was just like these passes back to Brady are just not, not it. I mean, you, you know, you have a, a keeper that may, you know, he's developing with his feet and, you know, it's on, it's on the center back to, to give him a, a bit, a bit of a better ball back to him. Um, I don't remember if I said weight and bouncing. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. And, and uh, we didn't mention this, but on the goal, on the build up to the goal, there was a, there was a little uh, kerfuffle uh, brewing between uh, Neil and uh, Neil and Brady, um, where, where it almost looked like we were going to have a, when playing it out of the back goes wrong situation. Um, Neil lets it run across his body, plays it back to to Chris Brady, and Brady, like, I mean, almost fumbles it. He l- luckily gets it out to Cuevas, but um, yeah, crisis was averted there. Yeah, um, and, but yeah, and, and I was, I, I was going to try and mention that I, I kind of half did on the goal sequence, just like it was so long, I don't know how to include it, but like we almost lost the ball in a really bad spot on that goal sequence, um, and. I think, yeah, this was rough, especially from Brady and the pass back. I, I was also um, also involved in this sequence, and that was a player who I was kind of alluding to was uh, Rokan Puskas. Um, it, it just, for him specifically, and I don't know if we have to touch on all this now because we are certainly going to touch on this um, later, it just it didn't seem quite right from him. You know, That was the player I was you know, talking about in terms of he, he, there were times where he would have you know, why stretches of space to work and to run to receive the ball. And he was getting the ball to his feet and he was being involved. So that was, you know, part one, check. Part two, actually doing something with the ball productive and not, you know, letting Costa Rica necessarily, um, you know, kind of either jump jump it or, you know, get it off his foot. Um, that was the problem uh, for him all night. And not just him, but, you know, other U.S. players that was kind of the struggle was playing out of the back and, you know, working through those early moments in possession. Um, Obviously, we'll touch on him in just a minute. Um, Jump ahead uh, to about the 14th minute. We have some good interchange. um, And I I, I made a point that it's it, it was apparent at this point if, you know, you could have, you know, get gotten this from the lineup just in that we weren't playing Cade Cowell. Um, but our, both of our wingers were certainly set up to play as half-space merchants coming in and building into the attack. Not, you know, Quinn Sullivan and Caden Clark aren't going to take you end line and cross it back in. That's just not their styles. But I, I think, you know, that kind of, that, that showed how we we're going to play this match, looking for a little more build-up play, you know, throughout the entire process. I'm not sure that came off at every point, but, um, and, and Vince, uh, Obviously, you know, th- th- this was apparent, but do you have anything more on this uh, specifically? Yeah, th- this just was um, what was our one moment of champagne football in this game, I thought. Um, so we got uh, Puskas, who, who gets who gets onto a loose ball, chips it over over a Costa Rican defender to Paxton. Paxton plays Alvarado back to Paxton, back to Alvarado. Who plays it in between the lines? Who uh, to Diego Luna, who's popped in, but and who's found a space, popped in. He gets it out of his feet to Quinn. Um, Quinn, so Quinn flicks it to Caden in the box, and then tries a back heel back to Quinn uh, that that's cut out. But um, 
it was it was this close. It was this close to paying off to getting us a shot on goal. And that that was just a it was a beautiful move. And Matt, to your earlier point about you know the US, you know, looking how we want to break down the press for the US programs, I think this was kind of in the PowerPoint presentation that Greg Berhalter will show of how to break down a defensive block and how to, you know, work with those half space merchants. I think that this was one of the earlier exhibits in that PowerPoint presentation, wouldn't you say? Absolutely. This is proof of concept behind that that shape, behind the the dual eights being able to apply pressure, get into good spaces, um, and then it I, I we saw this pretty regularly, particularly in the first half, where once you get that ball progressed pretty well, you're spaced out so well now that you have a lot of very different dangerous angles within the box and it gives you great opportunities. And we saw a lot of those come pretty good. So Right. And and also the things that you can do with a uh with the false nine type of player. Mm. You know, we got we got Paxson, we got Paxson up there, um, you know, as the tip of the spear. But but like I said, he's back in midfield making this making this move happen. And then, you know, we got the space vacated and here's Quinn Sullivan taking the taking the space, receiving the pass from Luna. Uh and Quinn combining with Caden, like, yeah, that that's that that's going on the, the training video for sure. Right. Like, and one thing I made a note of that I didn't touch on uh, when I was talking about the lineup is that essentially when we're playing with, you know, Diego Luna and Caden Clark and Paxton Harrison and Quinn Sullivan, we're playing with four guys who could, you know, in a very theoretical world, be midfielders. Like, they could all play the center mid, and yet we have three of them running the forward line. Um, Those are the kind of guys who I think, um, who, who, especially with Paxson playing that nine, who are really going to be looking for that interchange and build up, um, not your traditional wingers in nine by any stretch of the imagination, but hey, um, we'll take it, especially on this play, because it was absolutely beautiful. And and now that I think back, this was the low moment of champagne football, unfortunately so, but, you know, you got to take your moment. Um, And it it was all good for one minute until about a minute later. Uh, Cuevas uh, turned over about 30 yards from goal. Alvarado gets bodied. There was a shot. Um, Wasn't that dangerous of a shot. But again, we saw kind of the vulnerabilities um, on that left flank, Cuevas getting beat. Um, Vince, I, I don't know if this was necessarily a repeatable pattern the entire game, but certainly early, it was apparent that Cuevas was having trouble acclimating at left back or reacclimating, I guess, because he played there earlier in the tournament. Yeah, and and I mean, really, I'm gonna put most of this uh, like the the first incident that we talked that we talked about earlier, and, and this one, I'm gonna put most of it on Puskas because mm-hmm. he's the one that lost the ball that led to the sequence. Like you know, uh, Cuevas did lose the ball, but he was like, you, he, he, was barely, he, he was barely in possession of it. You know, he was like kind of trying to fight for a fifty fifty, had it for a little bit, and then kind of lost it. Um, like like we were in a scramble situation based off Puskas losing it. In my opinion, no, it's fair. I mean, yeah, I, I I'd agree with that, and and unfortunately, we saw that multiple times on the night. It, it just it was a rough night for Pushkas in particular, and I think that he was getting a lot of pressure from, especially coming from. I guess that was Aguilera. Uh, he was constantly on, or Aguilera was constantly on Pushkas's back, and if Pushkas is going to progress his game, he really needs to study somebody and please nobody tweet at me or roll your eyes too hard. He needs to study Dax McCarty who is checking his shoulder 
constantly. That's the next step, I think, for Pushkas if he's going to play this this six role. And I think he can. Like, I'm not a talent evaluator. I haven't watched this team from the U13s up. But everybody who talks about this kid says that he is the real deal and that he can 100% play that position for a long time for this team. So and I'm, ho- I'm hoping that that's the case. Um, and I think that those people are smart people and are probably right. But I agree that if we, we want that, not just a six who wants to play a ball, but a six who can actually play the ball, right? Um, he's going to need to improve that, which I, it comes with time. And these guys are 17, 18, 19 years old. They've got, you know the vast majority of their careers ahead of them. I'm sure he'll be fine, but this game in particular was a little rough in possession. Um, yeah. And we're, and we're talking about yeah. the, I mean, the, the lone six and a four, three, three, like one of the, one of the hardest positions to play in, oh. in football. So yeah, it's, it's a lonely position and we're blessed with watching Tyler Adams play for the senior team. And he's just, he's unbelievable, especially defensively. So yeah, I, I think that context is important as well. Um, okay kind of moving along slowly here but here 18th minute um you know kind of jiving with the you know costa rica started to really play um after i guess in both halves after we score um those early goals um costa rica really start to get their flow i guess um they win the ball they play past cuevas craig steps out and this was one of the more dangerous moments of costa rica that costa rica really created this even though our mistakes also you know, help them along. They win the ball. They play it past Cuevas, as I said, but then Brandon Craig steps out and to try and, um, you know, cut that out. He gets touched in behind, though, so Craig is completely turned. He's in a full sprint back toward uh, his own net um, at that point. They get end line. They have multiple runners in the box. They square it. Um, Cuevas, uh, with a really, really good recovery run, um, gets back, slides in, and clears it away, but again, he got caught out. Thankfully uh, for him, he got back. But I think this was the real danger is like Cuevas getting caught out, whatever holiday didn't really happen quite as much, or at least in the notable moments, but whatever. It's when that center back got beat, um, the one or two times that it happened, we looked really vulnerable. But I think I can honestly turn this kind of negative moment into a, a slight positive and compliment um, Brandon Craig, especially, but Jalen Neal as, as well, is that, you know, they did not really get beat much at all in this game. And I think that was absolutely crucial because Costa Rica was ready to do damage and they nearly did on multiple occasions. Matt, I don't, I think defensively we can talk about the ball playing all we want, but both those guys were as, as basically as solid as you could ask for, save for maybe, uh, you know, this, this one occurrence. Yeah, they, they were pretty resolute on the night. Um, I was particularly happy with uh, Craig cause he also had a couple of, um, Instances where Aleman was running directly at him after uh, the team had been pulled a little bit out of shape. He was pretty conscious of his positioning. There was only one instance where I thought he was giving up too much space. Uh, solid night. Super solid night. Um, and I'm sure, it, especially if they stick with him and Neil, again, you need time at center back. I've always said that's one of the most important like, partnerships you can develop on the field if you get him and Neil time together. I'm sure it's only going to be better. Um, in this in this same pattern of play where they um the Cueva slides back clears it um US ends up winning the ball uh in that ensuing possession and 
this was really the first threatening moment for the United States after that early goal. Alejandro Alvarado gets the ball in a little space and kind of out of nowhere takes a shot that was whistling for that top corner, the kind of the near post side. And the first occurrence out of um, many for the Costa Rican keeper Mora making a really solid save, especially um, without much notice. Uh, Alejandro Alvarado showing his creativity early, Vince, but um, you know Costa Rican keeper up for the task. Um, yeah, and this and this moment kind of came from. I guess I noticed like th- to this point we haven't we haven't seen a lot of Diego Luna. Um, he popped up in the champagne sequence. But um, it really hadn't had the uh, the effect that he had had in the Nicaragua match, and so like you you see him here just kind of getting a little impatient. Like Costa Rica was was sitting back. I mean, there was really no pressure on. I mean, the back five really. I mean, like like once the ball came in the Puskas, there would be somebody coming up on him. But so Luna was like, "Man, let me let me come back here and 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 enjoy some of this time and space on the ball." And so he he comes back, gets it a little bit, and then um, plays the ball up to Alvarado, who gets the shot off. But yeah, Alvarado, man, he he was a live wire. I don't. Yeah, particularly early. I'll, I'll, he Alvarado was really good. We know that he's Bell's favorite player out of this team. That is obviously apparent by uh, the commentary. <laughs> that I don't the Saint Kitts pot. I don't know if that was you know kind of a you know like i said a powerpoint on all the good things that alejandro alvarado's ever done in his life or as a soccer pod but hey um he's certainly a quality player and and also he showed in the cuba match um and this is about the time uh where i i kind of just made a note and and this was pretty obvious is that alvarado was going to play as that true eight um and luna was going to be sliding more side to side and kind of making i guess more he he was going to venture away from that kind of that central holding midfield role, not not holding, but kind of that you know staying within the box. Um, to, sometimes he was even on the the right left and right touch line in that sequence. He was at both sides of the uh, like basically on both touch lines, and I don't it didn't really play out for him because like we were saying the Luna in particular, but both of them weren't that involved, especially as the game went on. Um, but again, when they do get the ball to their feet. Are absolutely dangerous and dynamic and everything you could want. So, I, I think it's one of those things where find the ball first, and they didn't do that quite enough. But when they did, they were quality as always. Um, moving on, uh, Brandon Craig once again with the ball at his feet. He was, you know, and, and as we've talked about on previous pods, um, he is kind of the ball playing center back defender out of this uh, group. But he plays a good ball in a Clark. Um, tries to serve the ball in the box, doesn't quite happen. U.S. started to get a little more of the ball back and started to find a little bit more of the play here, but it it wasn't really coming to anything. Um, uh, this is our first Paxson Aronson is actually the big brother moment as he gets fouled. Two hands shoves the defender as he's getting the foul call, um, and no, nobody really does anything about it. So I guess, you know, it's all good, but um, I, I love Paxson's... Um, big brother energy kind of filling in for Brendan and it's apparent when he, even when he plays with the union, he is a feisty son of a gun. Yeah. And, and the, the game, the game had been getting a little testy. Um, I, I had a moment that I didn't bring up, but there was like a little dust up uh, on the touchline where the ball was going out and um, Costa Rica player took out, took out one of our players with like, like needlessly really. And uh, there was a little, there's a little dust up there and, you know, um, and a little bit at the end too. 
Yeah, 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 right, yeah, right. Not stuff <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. So we 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 get some some escalating uh, tensions here. Yeah, absolutely. And um, I guess in terms of uh, signs of things to come, this looked like it was just going to be an isolated incident. Maybe one, two things, but whatever. Okay, uh, just just wait till the end, and uh, we'll get to that. That was an actual kerfuffle. Um, uh, moving on. I, uh, can I? Yeah, go ahead. Can I take a quick moment to just say this is uh, this about five minute range between the 20th and 25th minute. This is where we really saw a lot of the very, very positive side of uh, Craig's passing. Um, He had the ball into uh, Clark that just is really, really well. It got there. The old packing stat, it got through several players and took them out of play. Um, And then the, a couple minutes later, a ball over the top to Aronson, which now that Alvarado has shown that he has the willingness to take it from range, Costa Rica has to step a little up a little bit higher, forces them to have a little bit more space in behind. Craig recognizes that, finds a good run. Both of those really, really well-played balls. Uh, just be a little bit kinder to your goalkeeper when you're playing the ball backwards, and then I'd have nothing but praise for Craig's passing. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, he was he was dropping he was dropping downs all night. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think it was I forget if it was the Canada pod or the uh, Cuba pod, but essentially like Craig is the best passer on this team, and it's a shame that he is because like his height would be great for set pieces. Like I will a hundred percent parrot that opinion. <laughs> um, but hey, I mean, if he can serve a dime of a ball, you know, not everyone can do that. But as I put down just a few minutes later, there was somebody else in the field who could do it, and that was Brandon Aguilera because he destroyed the united states um the first time uh we we played them the senior team in world cup qualifier uh, world cup qualifiers and he did it here and like there was it two or three corners in like a two minute stretch that he served dimes of balls um and really really dangerous opportunities um even the near post ball that he served um i just put down why is he so good at set pieces but i i think costa rica looked this was their set piece danger. Like we all know CONCACAF teams are pretty good at set pieces. This was really their super dangerous moment. Um, besides, besides uh, one we'll get to in the second half um, from set pieces, but those corners, you know, they, they were a little nervy there for a second, but our guys took care of them. Well, um, I, yeah. Um, he, 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 Oh yeah. I, I just want to say he, he even took a corner from the uh, penalty spot. <laughs> Um, oh man, I mean, just, just excellent at, at dead balls. I mean, I, I think that thing. You're <laughs> <laughs> not wrong. You gotta I say mean, that thing will land one of these days. Zeros and ones, baby. Zeros and ones. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, I here's about the time where um us sees a little more of the ball like we were saying uh diego luna about 30th minute mark plays a good ball into pax and aronson who's absolutely wide open um and this was really the us's um most dangerous chance of the first half that didn't result in a goal probably the most dangerous chance period in terms of xg um luna finds aronson who's uh wide open drives into the defense um centers it for Aronson, who's kind of coming behind him. Aronson, or not Aronson, rather, Quinn Sullivan. Um, Sullivan has I don't know, one-on-one with the keeper. I'm, that's pretty fair to say from about seven yards out. and kind of puts it right at the keeper. You know, the keeper made a couple 
great saves in this period. This was the one that it was kind of the easiest. Um, Quinn Zolovan should have put this away and has put this ball away so far this tournament. Um, but I, I, I think this was just, you know, finishing, like we were saying, Vince, doesn't always go in, does it? No, no, it doesn't always go in. And it's all about finding the opportunities. You see. Yeah, no, no, you need I, to find the opportunities. You, know, you, you got to find the opportunities, and then the goals will come. Any smart soccer analyst will tell you that. You know. Um, yeah. Um, so this whole sequence of play came from uh, Costa Rica, kind of changing up the shape a little bit. You know, after those uh, after those three set pieces, they were kind of filling themselves, and kind of kind of came out of that with a with a little high press action that was really. Uh, should have been successful because Luna kind of got away with a foul there, like pushed the man in the back um, to get the ball. I think it was, yeah, it was Holiday um, playing the ball to Luna. Um, defender had stepped and was, you know, in position to claim it. But uh, yeah, got away with one there. And uh, yeah, the the rest of the chance. Yeah. Is, I, is I, I wasn't going to put down, but I mean, that looked like a two hand shove, but I, I guess we'll take it. And, <laughs> And at that point, it looked like maybe the calls were going to go our way. Um, but no, it yeah, it should have been a foul. But hey, uh, you know, it also should have been a goal. So I guess those two things kind of balance out. Um, off the ensuing corner, because it did go out for a corner, Craig puts a ball in for Pukstas, uh, and it's a wide-open header. Not a wide-open header, but I mean, as open a header as you're going to get from a corner, you know, 10 yards out. This was, you know the second in a line of really, really solid saves by the um, Costa Rican keeper. I think this one was going toward the top right corner and he, you know, diving save to palm it away. Uh, Matt, I don't, we were talking before the pod. Oh my gosh. Do you want to, you know, share our conversation with the world? I'm absolutely stealing this from, I believe it was uh, Sanjiv uh, on Twitter, but they found another Kaylor Navas and it's, Really, really frustrating. I don't... Costa Rica seems to be able to develop really, really good goalkeepers. Or maybe it was just really, really good on the night. Moro was great tonight. Uh, without him, it could easily be 3-4-0 at halftime. And we're not having half the discussion about some of the struggles that we faced in the second half. Uh, should we have done better to put some of those uh, chances away? Yes, but ones and zeros, we didn't. Yeah, you know, um, I, he was. He, yeah, yeah, you were right about the three to four nil. By the way, yeah, go go ahead, Vince. Um, well, I, I was just gonna say he like he he gave us like every type of save. You know the the acrobatic diving one from Alvarado. We got a we got a little. This was a kick save, right? This is a, yes. Yep. Well, this oh, was yeah, yeah, this, uh, yeah, this was heading yeah. the ball down. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Kick save. We get the you know we get the uh, the hand. Uh, is it is it later in the match that we get a that we get another Quinn Sullivan chance or yep am I thinking of the, off of the Pushkas free kick yeah yeah right exactly exactly yes yes so yeah he was just he was balling out yeah this keeper is the real deal I was thinking of a different corner there was a top right one later in the match we'll get to that but no I mean yeah this keeper gave us everything he gave the quick close down on Sullivan was key on that ch- on that chance by the way it wasn't just a missed chance like the goalkeeper closed the angle very well um. I wish Greg was here to, you know, give us you know, the ins and outs on, you know, what it's like to be a goalkeeper. But uh, I, he he clearly was 
on top of his game. And hopefully they haven't found another Navas, but if they do, Hey, I guess we're just going to have to live with it. Um, and I, this again, uh, we go from, you know, our good moment to we're trying to pass, we're trying to pass. Um, this was one of Pukstas's, you know, beginning moments that, you know, stuff couldn't or wasn't going to go as well as we would have hoped. Craig gives him the ball. He doesn't read the pressure, um, gives up a, a, the ball right on, like right on the edge of the 18. Like this is perfect position for a shot. Costa Rica takes the shot, you know, pretty decently over the bar. But I mean, and I, and Matt, you put this down, you can take it absolutely unnecessary danger that was created just because he wasn't, um, you know, checking his shoulder, watching his shoulder. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, we're, we're, talk, we're seeing some of that high press that Vince was talking about them starting to really come out of that shell. And unfortunately we just were not able to really break through that. Um, I think I was, I wish we had seen more of one of the eights dropping a little bit deeper to try to be able to give additional support. Uh, we just, it did not work well for, for Bushkas tonight. And uh, uh, yeah, like that could easily have been in the back of the net. I, I think we can at times fall the United States. It's not we're we've been hard so far on Puskas in particular, Neil initial on that back pass. Or the United States was trying to play with the ball, and these mistakes are going to happen. Like that's soccer works that way. You're going to make mistakes. I think the issue, um, at least with, like my opinion, was that like we were at times we were trying to force a little too much and it doesn't mean clear the ball, but it can mean, like you said, Matt, you know, get it, get an eight involved, drop, you know, have somebody else drop in there. So now the Costa Rican player has to worry about not just, you know, Pukstas and Freddie just take the ball off his foot, maybe two players. There, there are different ways that you can play out. And I think at times the U S was pretty dependent on just that lone six kind of being the point of transition. I'm not a hundred percent sure that that was the way to do it, but I, it, we didn't get scored on, but I would have liked to see a slightly more positive performance because this does, you know, have that little, that little bit of doubt in the, you know, in my brain now that, you know, could things go worse? Cause you know, Costa Rica, this could have been a goal and it could have been one, one very easily if Costa Rica puts that shot on frame. Um, but yeah, I mean, this is clearly what we're trying to do. So hopefully it gets a little better um, for the next two matches. Um, about 37th minute mark. Uh, Following a scrum, there's you know two uh, yellow cards uh, for Costa Rican players. Quinn Sullivan gets the yellow card as well. Uh, this is really the other good U.S. moment um, in I guess kind of live action uh, run of play stuff. Uh, Cray takes the shot into the wall. The ball bounces out of the wall, and it kind of finds its way through. And uh, Sullivan is right. Um, he, he bounces right on. And it's essentially him and the goalkeeper. Once again, goalkeeper comes out, gets big, and saves the shot from about a 10-yard range. Um, this was, again, Quinn Sullivan, as we say, Vince, you know, they don't all go in. And Quinn Sullivan has been on a hot streak, so he kind of got brought down to earth in this um, in this one. This was pretty lucky that the ball happened to get to him in the first place, but, I mean, you, you do have to do better there, right? There's, when 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 you look at it, it's like, Maybe he could he could have just played that on the floor and just slotted it home, um, and, and instead of trying to trying to roof it. But you know, you, you you really can't fault him too much for for just smashing it. Um, but but yeah, Mora just like we said, just playing out his mind. 
So yeah, I, another one that this could have easily been the second goal and wasn't. You know, lucky again, like the ball didn't have to bounce through, but it did. And Sullivan is one on one, and they you don't score them all. But I think for for Sullivan I, again, um, you know, he's still finding the moments, and he's found them enough recently that. I think it just comes back to, you know, he's already scored a ton in this tournament. If he if you keep him in there, he'll probably score again. And this one, he'll, if he has that chance 10 times, you know, he's going to score some of those times. Um, about 40th minute mark, um, almost at half. I, I think, like, the, at this point, it was really very clear um, that Costa Rica was a different test than any of the ones that we had faced. And then... You know, Bob and uh, Bells had talked about that on the previous pod. Is like it was going to get diff- more difficult from here, um, and then that showed. Like the difference in the previous games at times was we weren't finishing all of our chances. We we just weren't being clinical enough in the final third. That's one way to you know make a game tight or not play up to your best. In this case, it was we weren't we had those isolated incidents. But it wasn't like we were getting in like the those high quality positions time after time after time. We were struggling at times to even break down their midfield. We were definitely not breaking down their defensive block as much as we should have. Uh, and so it was really that difference, um, a stark contrast between the previous games where we were basically having our way up until about 18 yards from goal, and this game where you know we were struggling at times to you know get it. 35 yards to goal. I, th- I think that was the real difference. Um, Matt, do you want to touch on that just a little bit? And how do you think we can get that sorted out a little bit as we move forward? I apologize. Uh, I don't have a great uh, take on this. I, I, You're right that this is a very, very different team. We're talking about a team that has a lot more professional minutes under their belt. Uh, this is just who we're going to have to face. Like we just have to be able to go ahead and adjust a little bit better. That's that's my big thing is we need to be able to adjust on the fly a little bit harder. I think at times it just means find the eights in better positions. Just try and I, I don't know if it's necessarily search for that pass, but at time at times it's just if you have an eight in space, find that eight and let you know Alvarado, Luna, McGlynn, whoever it is, use the, their talent and, and find something up the field. Sometimes you don't have to make it perfect. I think that, that was my opinion, at least um, basically at halftime now, but not quite yet. Cause uh, Brady plays to Neil. Uh, Neil plays a good ball uh, to Alvarado's head, um, heads it to Paxson to Luna uh, switches it. Some more champagne football, I guess. And uh, plays a ball to Alvarado making run of the box. Um, he plays it to Clark. Just can't quite do enough with it. Um, and Costa Rica uh, gets the ball, but uh, Vince, I, I think this is another moment that we looked pretty good um, in terms of that kind of those that that quicker passing and, and trying to find those kind of third man runs that we were talking about. Yeah, and this was one of the uh, the better balls from from Jalen Neal in the game, um, in my opinion. Um, cause he, he played that, he played that thing right, right onto to Alvarado's head. But, um, yeah, another, I, I, I wouldn't quite say it was champagne football, but, but a, a very good move. Nonetheless, nonetheless. Yeah. Champagne's at a different level. I, I do agree with that, but no, I, this was, we didn't have a ton of these in the second half, especially. So it's important to point them out when we did, um, in stoppage time. Now, uh, we got a set piece, um, from the left. Cray delivers it. It's just over uh, Pustos' head, but it bounces just in front of um, Mora. He has to make a save on it. 
really last dangerous moment, but I think capping off an absolutely splendid performance from uh, Moore in the first half in particular. Um, again, hopefully they haven't found their Navas, but if they did, you know, whatever, he played out of his mind um, from about the 20, 20, 25th minute um, to halftime. He was absolutely unbelievable and kept them in the game because at half, um, Matt, you put down that we, we were committed to playing out of the back, which I think that was clear for all to see. Um, Craig was good. Um, Brady and Pukstas, eh. Uh, Brady wasn't amazing, especially at the beginning. He started to adjust. Pukstas, again, on that turn, he was not checking his shoulder. Aguilera picked it off uh, quite a few times. Um, and, and this is really, I think, where at, at the end of that half and going into the second half, our eights start to disappear a little bit. Even Alvarado, as much as we love him, started to fade a little bit in terms of their involvement, which I don't love to see because again, he's such a quality player, but I, I think that was the issue in the game is just terms of like overall involvement. It wasn't all the way. Um, uh, it wasn't all the way there, but at the, at the same time, if more wasn't in net and us had converted one or two more of their chances, it doesn't matter. It's three nil and we are well on our way to the U 20 world cup. Um, but at half uh, Matt, what were your initial thoughts? Yeah, it, it was a little bit of frustration with um, the the shape when playing out of the back because it puts so much of that pressure on the six. Uh, I, I'm a Sporting Kansas City fan. I have seen a lot of the struggles of a lone six, and it makes things really, really difficult. In sporting, it's primarily in getting attacked on a lone six. In this instance, it's trying to play through as that single focal point and it really makes things difficult. Um, I really, I was pretty happy with the chances that we created, uh, but still, we just need to be able to finish those a little bit better. Yeah, definitely. Um, no, I, I agree that like it came down to chances and then moments that it could have been bad, and it wasn't always bad, so grateful for that. But I, yeah, I, I think it... it it would have been a different conversation if we had finished. Um, but those, those, um, th- those difficult moments continue in the second half. Vince, your halftime thoughts, and then we can roll on into the second half. Yeah. Um, mainly, it's just you know, it, it's 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 basically nice to have somebody you know put their stamp on the game, finish off the the chances the way, uh, well, the chance at this point, the the way that Paxton did, and that 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 just. I feel like that severely changes everyone's outlook at the game at at this point. I mean, yes, we've had our um, we've had our multiple chances, um, but yeah, like we've all said, we weren't playing that well. We weren't playing that well, and in my opinion, it was like we need, you know, we 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 need our we need our Leipzig player to step up. You know, we need our we need our potential. Red Bull Salzburg player to step up a little bit. Just, I mean, you know, he played well, but just give us a little bit more. Uh, we have to be able to progress the ball. You know, there weren't many, there weren't many entries into the attacking third, um, from from our possession that that start that started off in our half. There just wasn't. And that was um, a breakdown kind uh, of all the way through. I'm not going to blame like one yeah. player for that. It's, it's all yeah, a yeah, team yeah, effort. Yeah, I mean, it's it's unfortunate that that didn't happen more. Like we said, hopefully future games we can get that figured out because we are going to be playing tougher teams even than this, and those are the teams that are going to hit on their opportunities. We have to be 
both more clinical and create more of our own. Um, no U.S. subs to talk about at half. Um, Costa Rica, I think, made two. But um, uh, at that point, it was still you know, looking fine. Um, early in the second half, one minute in, uh, this it was very obvious at this point. Uh, Puxas was struggling. Uh, he struggled um, you know, all, basically throughout the first half. And then here, he struggles to play out at the back. Costa Rica gets a throw in. U.S. turns it over. And then Sullivan, Aronson, Alvarado um, uh, combine really well. They open up a counter on the right side. Sullivan uh, serves the ball um, uh, to Clark, and Luna um, is there as well. But the goalkeeper, once again, um, blocks Clark's shot from close range. And um, <laughs> and again, uh, Matt, you touched on the fact that uh, we wish that uh, we had Craig um, Craig's ball serving ability in somebody maybe a little shorter stature, um, but <laughs> that would have been nice. Yeah, it, this uh, so to go to the the counter. This was a really really well constructed sequence of passing right along basically the you know five yards from the touchline or uh, sideline rather. Uh, really really well done from basically all of those players who had a touch on that right hand side. Uh, Clark, or, uh, yes, Clark ends up being able to take a shot or tries to redirect it from about two yards out, but more covers his angle well. Um, and then Craig is great. I wish he didn't have to deliver these balls, but he's he does it really, really well. Yeah, yeah, you can't hate on him. I mean, he's doing his job, like, he's, re- he's really good at it. Um, and so that was about it uh, until the 49th minute when we get a defensive free kick, I think from an offsides uh, or something like that. Brady plays it to Neil. Um, Neil finds Sullivan, you know, kind of checking in from that kind of right, right half space merchant position, kind of circles around uh, his defender. And I, I made a point that he was kind of using Pustis as a pick almost. It, it was it wasn't quite that level, but you know, Puxas was just kind of standing stationary as Sullivan runs in a circle around him. Paxton drops off. Um, so Sullivan finds Paxton Aronson. He lays it to Luna um, going down the right. Uh, and then holidays making a long overlapping run, absolutely scot-free. Uh, so he has a, he has all the time in the world to deliver the perfect cross to Caden Clark, who heads it back down um, towards the top of the six. This is, you know, the most dangerous position basically get in terms of um you know in terms of you know an attacking move on the field uh alvarado lets it run paxton is open slots at home goalkeeper almost made another amazing save but you know paxton got this one past him it's two nil and at this point we are pretty pretty happy about how things are going vince wouldn't you say um yeah like 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 I know I said that that one moment was our, our one moment of champagne football but yeah I think we just uh detailed two moments this was a, this was a uh, really well, good moment <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think we just detailed two that probably are, are up there maybe not maybe maybe you know uh maybe maybe not champagne you know well it, it is what it is maybe it's a uh, you know sparkling grape juice but uh you, you know it's it's <laughs> it's it, we're, we're i mean we're we're balling at this point we came out we came out of the half um and learn from the chances that we didn't take, learn from how we didn't play and kind of, kind of really took Costa Rica to it right here in these, in these first 10 minutes. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, I mean, and, we and, hit him early. Yeah, and I just like Quinn Sullivan. Uh, other than uh, other than Alvarado, I, I I think Quinn probably stood out the most to me. Just not, I mean, not even just the chances that fell to him, but he just knows how to play ball. He just knows how to play ball, and you can see his class, and you can see his intelligence and his movement and everything. And I I just really enjoy enjoy watching him play. Yeah, he's a fun player, especially as a Philly fan. I get I. A massive Union fan, for those who don't know, and I, I, I've gotten to see him play both live and obviously on uh, TV, and he is just like he's such an interesting player because it's not like he's set. Like I've seen him play center mid, I've seen him, you know, play winger at times. I think I've seen him play striker for the Union. So he, he, he's kind of a, he's as versatile a player as you're going to get basically in the modern day. But he is just he he knows how to play. I think that's the best definition you can say. And by the way, I think that was a hit on sparkling grape juice. Cause I love sparkling grape juice. I mean, is there anything better than just like <laughs> it, if sugar was a drink anyways? Um, but it was a beautiful goal. Um, and I, I think in terms of this one, the way that we kind of hit all the kind of points that you were looking for in a build up with those checking runs kind of showing why having that not false nine, but I mean, it's pretty close to a false nine and Paxton Aronson checking in to support that play. If his involvement isn't there, Luna never gets that ball. Holiday never makes that run. So his involvement was key in the buildup to the goal that he eventually scored. And this was the really, the one moment I can point out for Michael Holiday in the attack that, or Holiday, I, I think maybe, um, kind of making that overlapping run on the right, and finding, you know, kind of a pinpoint ball to Clark on the back post that he can choose to do a number of things with. Um, this was, Matt, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but this was really the moment for Holiday to shine in the attack. Yeah, I, I don't remember too many other opportunities that he got coming up that right-hand side. It generally was of the two fullbacks, Cuevas making a little bit more space, and then um, Halliday kind of coming over and combining a little bit more with the two center backs um, and great opportunity taken uh, plays the ball in well, and we see what happens. Yeah. He's a quality player. Um, and I, I think that uh, he wasn't always able to show his attacking, you know, stuff in this game, partially because we just didn't get in the attacking third that often. But when we did, he sniffed out this opportunity from a long way, made a long run, you know, from the defensive side of the field up to, you know, about probably end up being, you know, 12 yards from the end line when he served the ball. Um, so definitely some good attacking instincts there. Um, and I, I made a point here, and I, I was contemplating including this before this goal, and I decided to afterwards. is like we had done a lot of east to west stuff, a lot of tra- passing on the back line, a lot of when, even when we got to the midfield, you know, playing within the midfield, um, not necessarily looking to spring our attackers as much as I would have liked to see because when we tried to go north and south, when our movement was structured towards good buildup, but that buildup trying to find, you know, those the good progressive passes that, you know, increase our chance of scoring goals. Um, that's when we were at our best, especially with this team. Uh, you can say that thing about any team in soccer, but, you know, not all teams have, you know, great eights who are able to possess amongst themselves. When we got our attackers involved and when it, it flowed more and when we were looking to try and play those, you know, more cutting balls was when we were at our best in this game. And sometimes that's just the way it is. Sometimes it doesn't have to be as beautiful. Sometimes it doesn't have to be super champagne. But um, when we tried to find Sullivan, when Sullivan turned his defender, found 
Aronson when Holiday made the bombing run was when we were at our best. So I, I pointed that down. Hopefully we can see more of that moving forward because when we saw it in this game, we were at our most dangerous, especially on the counter and in this chance, which, you know, it wasn't champagne necessarily, but I'll take sparkling grape juice. Um, so this this is your call for verticality, I take it. Sure. I think it's all verticality, baby. It, it's it's not, you know, bombing over the top. The verticality, but it's, it's, it's as close as you get. This is like Vince. We all know your affair with Tim Weah, right? But this is th- this is um, the closest. I, this is like the Tim Weah speech of mine. Like if we could get someone like that on this team who can combine, but also can look to get vertical. This, that's kind of my that's what I'm asking for. Yeah, and, and and you know what that that's a that's a great point to bring it full circle because because that's because that's exactly what Quinn is doing in this in this match. Yeah, he, when you think about it, I mean, it's looking a lot. Yeah, his explosion, like he he checks the ball. Yeah, bam, he's gone. And he's gone. Yeah, it was uh, yeah closest thing to Tim Way that we got in this match. Um, fast forward four minutes and Costa Rica gets a penalty, and I did not think it was one. I I, I guess we can quick flash around. Matt, was this a penalty to you? Uh, yeah, I think so. Okay. Forgetting CONCACAF, I still think, I think it probably is. I I think it probably was still a foul. Yeah. Vince, was it a penalty? Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say no, um, because it wasn't scored. It wasn't, it wasn't on the score sheet. Uh, ball don't lie. Ball don't lie. How about that? Fair enough, fair enough. Yeah, I, I think just the proximity to me was probably what did it. Like I, it is so tough like to play defense. Period. And if you have to worry about that now, it's just it was a little harsh to me. I didn't think it was a penalty, but that's you know, fine. Um, because uh, they they take they take the penalty. It's Aguilera all the way. He, he had the ball in his hands basically since uh, they won the penalty. Brandon Craig tries to do a little thing with the referee, maybe trying to channel Colin Acosta. He has to learn a few lessons on that, but you know, whatever. And um, Aguilera steps up and sends it well over the bar. This thing was not particularly close to even catching um, the crossbar. Uh, I think Brady went right. It wouldn't have mattered because um, he put it straight down the middle and straight into the stands. Vince, I, I don't think we need the hate, but it wasn't the best of penalties. <laughs> it could have it could have been a better penalty. It could have. It could have. You know what I'm saying? I mean Listen, I mean I mean I mean it definitely should have if if you're if you're a you know big uh big 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 senior team capped fella. You know what I'm saying? You you would think that the moment wouldn't be too big for you. But you know it is what it is. You know, not not everybody's made for these pressure pack situations. <laughs> I mean I I guess the U.S. just wanted to go to the U-20 World Cup a little more. No, but I mean, <laughs> I, no, Aguilera, he's, he's a quality player. This was not the best moment, but I, I think uh, he'll be fine. Um, uh, you know, off the penalty, um, I said, uh, you know, Paxson channels his inner Gio Reyna. Um, if we remember that walkie clip, Gio Reyna running over to the um, player or the hunter and who had flopped in the Nations League last year. This was adjacent for Paxton, is that he he went into the face of, I forget if it was Aguilera, or I think he was just, you know, talking from a distance, and then two two Costa Ricans come, he takes them on 1v2, he is the big brother, while being the little brother 
of the little brother. I don't know how you can square that, but I that's Pax and Aronson in a nutshell. And I love it. Um he is It's got fight. You gotta take it. He's he's got a fire, and if you watch him for the union, it's it it wasn't as pure as this, but it was it's pretty pure. Um he's he's definitely got that Geo Reina esque fire inside of him. Um and I'll take that all the way. Uh, this is when we see our first subs around the 56 minutes, a few minutes after the penalty. Um, Edelman comes in for Pukstos. Um, it wasn't a nightmare from Pukstos, but it just it wasn't amazing in possession. And unfortunately for him, that's where the U.S. was playing most of this game, trying to play out of the back. And so he got exposed a few times. Um, he was running a one-man ship. He, he, there, he basically didn't get any support from the center midfielders um, in possession. Um, but yeah, he was, he was a little sloppy, um, and led to some pretty dangerous opportunities from Costa Rica that we're going to have to cut out moving forward. Um, but yeah, Edelman coming in as our first sub. And by the way, this starts a period, maybe not to the end of the game, but there was about a 10 minute period. Uh, Yeah. yeah, So it was about to the end of the game. Yeah. It was a 10 minute period, then a little flurry of action, then basically a 20 minute period. So there was a good 30 minutes in there towards the end of the game that basically nothing happened. Um, next thing I mentioned is at 62 minutes, Luna comes um, off. McGlynn comes on. Sullivan comes off. Cowell comes on, I guess, just to, you know, maybe see if we could provide a little something you know different in the attack. Though Sullivan, I think did have a pretty good game for getting like the two missed chances. But yeah, in terms of build up, in terms of chance creation, he was basically as good as it got for the U S uh, tonight. Um, Diego Luna, was not himself in the way that we had seen him be himself uh, both in the Nicaragua game and in the Canada game. But, you know, you have a bad performance in there every once in a while. It happens. Um, and I yeah, think... Um, Go ahead, Vince. Oh, just just wanted to make the note that, that Quinn was on the yellow. Yes. So that's probably yeah. that, that's probably why it, it was time for him to come out. You know, after after Paxson had already screamed in a man's face. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It was just it was like, yo, Quinn, Quinn, you need you need to go ahead and come off. We need you for for whoever the next opponent is. Yeah. Um No, I agree. But that's yeah. a good point. I I, I completely it, forgot about the yellow, but because it was kind of like hidden because I'm not sure what he did to deserve it, but I'm whatever. Um he comes off. Cal comes on. Cal actually didn't play you know, he, he didn't play terrible at all. I think he had some positive moments toward the end of the game. But I mean, as positive as it gets when the team maybe has max one or two chances for, you know, the, the last half hour of a game. Um, but I guess we'll get into that. And he kind of had the, the 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 ultimate or I guess the penultimate moment of this game. Um, I <laughs> because, yeah, anyways, um, I think this is my moment to wax a little poetic on um, Jack McGlynn. I I was. I wasn't iffy on McGlynn, but you know, he was what, 17 years old last year, 18 years old um, for the union. And so he was fine. Um, you know, basically throughout the summer when he started to make his first team appearances in the fall, even when he threw up the ice in the veins in the playoffs, you know, it was good, but he just happened. He was subbed on. So he took the penalty. It was a good penalty. Um, but it w- I was at the Eastern conference final last year for the union. And he, I will be the first to, you know, admit and people, all over have said this like it's it's the strength it's the physicality it's at times the endurance to play the full 90 uh with McGlynn but it, when he has time on the ball he can pick a pass like I haven't seen anybody on the union period like I'm talking you know even the first team players you know the the, the starters um 
because he it was a COVID situation, and that's why he ended up starting the Eastern Conference Final. But he came in and he was picking passes left and right, and I was so I was so so impressed. And I I think you've people have seen a little bit of it with uh, the U twenties, but I if he can develop those physical traits, he's his passing and kind of that raw ability is so there with Jack McGlynn. So I just want to have my little piece on McGlynn because I think he is he could be something really special. Um, in this one. He never got that opportunity because we never really got the ball because this was part of that, you know, basically 30 minutes of nothing. Um, Really the only, uh, really two excited, ex- excitable moments um, happened toward the end of this one. And one of those was at the 67th minute when um, <laughs> following a called foul, not an actual foul, uh, uh, Matt, you say um, <laughs> uh, Aguilera once again serves an excellent ball to the back post. It was headed by Rodriguez, um, who, who he came on at halftime. Uh, you know, on onto I think it was like the right post, but it was higher up the post. Um, Brady mm-hmm. could only watch it. It was it almost kind of happened in slow motion, like it was one of those ones. But it was a brilliant ball, a really nice header. Um, and just it it didn't go in again. The U.S. getting a little lucky with those chances. But uh, it, it stayed two nil, um, and, and that was really the low moment of excitement to break up a little bit of monotony. Um, Matt, do you? I, I know it wasn't a foul, but I guess you know, as, as Vince said, and you know, ball, ball don't lie, so it stayed two nil. Yeah, uh, on this one, I, we need to get a little bit better pressure on one of those uh, big swinging balls coming in. Uh, we should have done a little bit more defensively, but. There's nothing you could say too much for Brady. He couldn't have done anything in that instance. And it was it if it was four inches to the I think it was right, uh, it would be in. So Yeah. Yeah. But, alas, here we are. Yeah. Zeros I mean, and ones. It's, it's still two nil. Um and I, I think from this point on, they kind of had that uh that point of pressure, but then on seventy two minutes after nothing happened for like the five minutes in between that, Aguilera goes. I basically all of their dangerous moments and certainly those set piece moments that we touched on were through his brilliant delivery. Um, you know, and, and I think when he left for me, that was kind of the sigh of relief that it wasn't the perfect game. It wasn't the game that we wanted coming into the game, but we were going to walk away with the win because like he was their point of danger. He was their senior team player in a, in a sense, and he's gone. Um, and the game kind of followed suit because, um, you know, Costa Rica had the possession at this point. They weren't really pushing the tempo that much it was kind of confused me a little bit because you need two goals and passing it around the back 60 yards from goal isn't going to do it for you. But I guess I will take that. Um, we never got the ball for the most part, um, from about, you know, that, that 70th minute to, I don't even know, like probably around the 90th minute um they passed around the back um edelman uh won a yellow at this point rodriguez was uh the recipient um we kind of just took a little time off the clocks you know which is you know it is what it is um basically all of their um danger from this point forward came off you know just quick attack you know looking just for quick action um they weren't able to build into anything this was one of those moments um U.S. turned the ball over defensively again. Alcacer serves the ball into Rodriguez, who, um, and and I think the announcer touched touched on this in the broadcast pretty well. Is like he just shoots it right into Brady's chest. He didn't 
move his arms basically at all. It just kind of went right into his midriff and they don't score. It was another good opportunity kind of coming out of seemingly nothing. Um, and, and this was really the lone moment or maybe one more moment in this game where, you know, the U S have been sitting defensively really ever since that header off the post. And they really tested us here. This was really that only moment of uh, that happening. Vince, I don't, I, I, there's not much to talk about in this chance because it just was so bang bang. But um, I guess still kind of lucky that it's two nil because this easily could have been a goal. Yeah, it could have been, but I don't, I, I don't know. That, like by this point, I had kind of <laughs> like man, it just wasn't, it just wasn't much going on, man. But um, yeah, we had a few nervy moments, but yeah, I mean, we 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 dealt with it. We dealt yeah. with it. Yeah, not- I, I, this might be the time to bring up the fact that we probably need to start developing the ability to retain the ball, just pass it around the back competently so that we can really kill out a game on our terms. I would love to see that be a little bit more developed because I really don't want to keep on seeing us turn the ball away or over 30 yards from our goal. That's that's something we need to work on. Yeah, would I like that to be a tad better, to tell you the truth. Um but, you know, it was fine. Uh, you know, on the 83rd minute, we did have a little bit of entertainment as we go from stretcher children last year to now construction workers running the uh, stretcher this year. A little interesting choice in the tire. Not 100% how I feel about that. I think it was 81 um, degrees in uh, San Pedro Sula at that point. So, eh, I don't know why we need construction workers, but here we are. Um, a little later, uh, you know, the they had a quick chance, quick breakaway. Neil made it, uh, slid it out very well. Um, that would have been a danger moment if they gotten past him, but he was good. Basically nothing um, until the uh, deep into uh, stoppage time when Cowell you know, takes it right off the foot of a Costa Rican defender. Um, this is really their moment to be sloppy, and possession came when the result was very much decided at this point. Um, defender never even looked over his shoulder. Cowell drives, uh, cuts along the eighteen. He lost the ball, um, but got, gets called back for a free kick. Um, you know, not much uh, to talk about. Uh, free kick, I think, got blocked uh, by the wall. Maybe an easy save. Ball comes out, and that is full time. And that was about when I was going to turn it off, wrap it up. You know, you know, finish my notes, and then stuff goes down. Matt, you want to touch on that? Yeah. So one of the Costa Rican players makes a, gosh, had to have been a 30-yard sprint. Uh, I believe after, I thought it was Aaronson at first, uh, and it breaks down into an absolute scrum. Uh, really just the worst side of, of the game. Uh, I We definitely saw fists and kicks. Not great. No, no, no. This is where you're wrong, sir. Oh, dear. This is this is the entertainment, okay? Oh, fair, fair, fair. No, no, okay. So, so I got I got this pulled up right now. I I, I was approved of this a little bit, you know. what I'm saying the, the, this is this is the type of situation where I come alive. All right, so here we are. We're, you know, um. So n- number one, it, it's it's Cade Cal, who's uh, he, he he's kind of the instigator. Because if you if you look off to the le- if you have the video if you look off to the left of your screen, K. Cal has his hands up. Um, you can't really decipher what type of what type of motion he's doing, but I, but I think it's kind of like a 
but but I think it's kind of like a bring it on type of thing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. joy. And uh, you know, it, so it gets brought. Um, Kate Cal fully turning into the Disney Channel original movie villain that he is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> um, he, he looks exactly like uh, you know, who, looks like a bad that? guy from Brink. <laughs> I w- so I was gonna say goofy movie. I ain't gonna lie to you. Also good, <laughs> but uh, so he, he's he's waving somebody in, and 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 they all come, and uh, you know, which to be honest, uh, K. Cal's performance, yeah, I, I'm I'm, no. I'm gonna say what it wasn't that great, and so for for him to be taunting after, you know, doing, you know, n- not a lot. It was, I mean, you know, it is what it is. I'm not, I'm not the type of guy that's going to tell somebody to, you know, you're better than that because, you know, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a, some, we all have our breaking points. You know, we, we don't know what was happening during the game. And, and, uh, I forgot what happened, but there was a Costa Rican, there was, there, there was a Costa Rican that was like staring down Paxton and like following him, like in like the 80th minute. Do y'all, do y'all remember that? No, I don't. Where he like, he kind of like walked up on him and Paxton was like trying to walk away to like get in mm. position for the play to start. And bro was just like, like following him. Like he was really like going to swing or something. But anyway, tensions, they, they were, they were, they were escalating to the point to where, you know, we reached a point of no return. Um, uh, so I love Chris Brady. Just, just sitting on the ground. <laughs> Just sitting on the ground, taking it all in. He's like, man, these people are crazy. You need it like a ham I'm, sandwich I'm or something, a picnic blanket. Honestly. Yeah, yeah. Some, some orange thing. slices, something. He needs some electrolytes. He was he was done out there. Yeah, no, he 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 looked gassed, but he looked he he didn't even have a smile. He was just kind of like, okay, like this is happening in front of me, whatever. Which is, I mean, that is one way to do it. Another way, you know, we've kind of experienced Cal, the instigator, Brady, the observer, Antonio Carrera getting roundhouse kicked completely out of nowhere yeah. like what was that even i felt bad for him i saw his dad was tweeting on twitter like afterwards he's like who's this number eight who like he just comes up and just like he wasn't even doing anything this was like pure i guess this was conking cap but it, it did like resolve fairly quickly then which was i mean good to see i guess i mean because at least in terms of us moving forward we don't need any of this we don't need suspensions i want k cow like I want Caden Clark. Yeah. Caden Clark was going at them after the words too. Like I don't know. <laughs> so 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 once uh, Carrera gets roundhouse kicked, then we got uh, my favorite Costa Rican player uh, Santiago Vanderputen, um, double teaming uh, Daniel Edelman with 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 another Costa Rican player. Um, pandemonium has broken out. We got I, I, so I think Cade Cal hit somebody and then. Yeah, this is definitely K Cal. And then he's just running away. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> we, we got a Costa Rican player trying to grab him by the scruff of his neck. And, and K, you know, he has the fresh legs. Um, he gets away, you know, but 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 then it kind of it kind of breaks down from there. But yeah. Often we see for, for me. Yeah, go ahead. Oh, just just for me, this is this is pure entertainment. I don't I don't think we're gonna get this is Concaf. We're not getting any suspensions out of this. I don't think. I mean, but, uh, there there wasn't great video footage to be fair about it. Like unless you have some camera that saw the entire field the entire time, like you're not gonna be able to tell much. Um, I know this is when you come alive, Vince. I think like when I when I uh, was watching this, like you can kind of tell a scrum by how serious it is by like 
first of all, the limbs, if you see the limbs going, like the legs and the feet, you know it's real. Uh, and there were legitimate hands being thrown in this too. But like you also know like, oh, if, yes. if it's super tight, like you know that they're not really for real. Like they're all like basically like hugging the entire time. But this was like spread out. It was like <laughs> like anybody in math, you know about the range, like the max minus the min. I think the range was like 40 yards on this. Like you had people going at it like the entire like center of the field. Yeah, yeah. You you had your you had your individual fight cells yeah, exactly, popping up. Exactly. And, and all throughout the field. Yes, yes. It, all the while Chris Brady sitting on his goal line. <laughs> <laughs> Just taking it in. Beautiful night in Honduras. Uh, no, I, I think this this was like we didn't get too much excitement, so this was the only thing that made me walk away from the game. Not smiling, because you know, like, you don't like fighting, like, in, like, I know you do, Vince, but, like, I, I know, like, technically, you don't, <laughs> nobody's supposed to like fighting, but in terms of, like, entertainment value, this game didn't really deliver, so at least we had a little bit to, like, hang our hat on as we finish this one up. I think that was the only positive you could take yeah. away from this. Yeah, that's it. And then uh, I just checked. Looks like uh, Honduras uh, pulled it out against Panama, two uh, one. Mm-hmm. So that means that they're going to have a home crowd. That's going to be oh my gosh, and something the to deal with. Of the, um, if you guys remember, that was the game uh, we we lost. Was it two one Honduras trying to make it in the twenty twenty slash twenty twenty one Olympics? So oh yes, we need their revenge. I think Jackson Yule scored in that game. That was yeah. That was yeah, that was that game. Yeah, so hey, we need a little revenge, a little revenge for um our our, our past U twenties, um that is very very necessary here, um because it's been two straight Olympics since we have or yeah two yeah eight years two Olympics um and we haven't been in um uh, and so and so I think for this team this is a good chance to we we want to be in everything Olympics aren't as big as the World Cup but I would love to be in both so. Yep. Here, here is kind of that opportunity to make that happen. Um, so yeah, because yeah, go ahead. Like, like you. So, so you know when I get hit up, when people hit my phone, it's it's when we miss tournaments like the Olympics. Like people are like, oh God, Vince. I mean, uh, like I told you, we still suck. Blah blah blah. And I'm like, man, you know, and you try to get in the minutia. Like, guys, the, the Olympics is a U23 tournament. Most of yeah. the clubs don't even release the best players. Blah blah. blah. And and by the time you're doing all that, you've already lost. You've, you've already, already lost. lost. You've already lost. Okay, no, it is so real. Let's just make the, let's just make the Olympics. We don't got to worry about any of that. No, you're you're so real. Like you've you've already lost the battle when you have to go into the nitty gritty. Like you have three players over the age of twenty three that can participate. No one cares. <laughs> they care that you're not in, like the other big world showcase soccer tournament. That's what matters. So, Vince, we kind of got your final thoughts on that game and that fight. Matt, your final thoughts. Uh, we saw some of the, of the, um, limitations for this team, but I, I'm still pretty positive, um, really need more from those, from those, uh, wide attackers, but I think that we'll start to see more. I think that we have a solid chance going up against Honduras and, uh, please play Cuevas on the left. He is so much better in that, in, in his natural position or on the right, rather, excuse me. Thank you. Uh, that'd yeah. make things a heck of a lot better. Yeah. It's just a little bit smoother and obviously work out some of those deficiencies that can also be due to the fact that these guys are 17, 18 and 19 years old. Like let's give them a little bit of slack. Um, they have their entire careers ahead of them, but the U S beats Costa Rica two nil. Um, 
and we're going to be okay, twenty five uh, up. For for the people that don't that don't know Joey, um, he he is in the age range yeah. that that he's talking about giving slack to. <laughs> uh, <laughs> this could be so, slightly uh, yeah, self serving yeah, on my part, but uh-huh. cut us all some slack. I, we all need it. Um, no, but I I, I think um, these these seventeen, eighteen, and nineteen year olds are slightly more advanced in terms of their um, I, I guess in terms of their outlook on uh for the rest of their lives than I am, I think, but Hey, um, you know, they're, they're doing good things for the nation. So that's all I can say. Um, but no, uh, thank you guys so, so much for joining me. Um, to recap the U S is win over Costa Rica. We will be back. Um, I think, uh, the next game that the U S plays is July 1st. I could be wrong about that. So that's the semifinal. If we win that game, uh, versus Honduras, uh, Vince get out there. We should, um, and, and we probably should, but you know they're the home team, so we'll see. Uh, it, the win in the semifinal would put us into the Olympics, and then all that would be left is just you know collecting the trophy um, at the end of all of it. Um, so yeah, guys, thanks so much for joining me, staying up late with me to recap this game. Um, I will be back for the semifinal. Uh, we'll see who joins me, but um, I do appreciate uh, you know getting this chance to come on Scuffed and you know uh, you know share our soccer knowledge with the world and. If you're wondering where Matt and I came from, uh, just quickly, we, we do run a podcast called MLS Benched. It is a weekly MLS podcast, so it's you know MLS and then the word Benched. Um, that's our Twitter handle at MLS Benched, and then Apple, Spotify, the whole thing, wherever you can find your podcast. If you would drop us a listen, a download, that would mean a, a ton because we just love doing it just for the fun of it. We don't make money; just we just enjoy it. So that, we just like be, to talk. That would be pretty awesome. Yeah, we just like to talk. Um, just some nerds talking about MLS. But yeah, guys, thanks so much for joining me. Um, until next time, we'll see ya. Yeah.